0: Now what we're going to do today is really kind of just pause for a moment and reflect on kind of what we talked about throughout this, throughout this year and what we're going to talk about for the rest of the year and talk about some tangible steps for us to take. Uh, this is, feels like a good time to do it because I know the year starts in January, but it really feels like the year starts now. I a lot of us are on a school calendar, and so the school year is really the beginning of the year kind of for a lot of people. So I thought this would be a good time to kind of. Touch base on that and kind of jump into this really second half of the year. Now, throughout this year, we have really been talking a lot about what it means to be missional. What is missional? Why do missional? Where does it come from? All of that. We started out the year with a two-month series partnering with Alex and Hannah from Dandelion Ministries, really breaking down the idea of what does being a missional church look like? What is a missional church? why our missional church is important, and what are some steps to continue to work, to develop, to be missional. Um, A lot of this was stuff Alex talked with you guys about seven years ago probably at this point when he came to visit. So these are kind of just reinforcing ideas that were really at the very beginning of Rivertree. So that was one of the core foundational elements of Rivertree from the very beginning was being a missional church. So we spent some time with Alex talking about that. Then during Lent, we talked about the seven sayings of the cross, which, We talked about how a surprising number of them are missional. As weird as that that sounds, we talked about how a lot of these things can reflect missional ideals and the missional heart of Jesus and what that looks like in action. And then we moved into Matthew, where we read through a few chapters of Matthew that are really all about Jesus being missional. The chapters we read is Jesus going out and laying a blueprint for what it means to be missional. Laying the blueprint for what it is to get involved in a community, in the lives of people, to breathe into people, breathe into the overlooked, the outcast. In that section, we also looked a lot about the authority Jesus has to do this. You know, a lot of what these miracles were about was establishing the authority Jesus had to claim to be Messiah, to why he can go out and do some of these things. And as we'll touch on, when we jump back into Matthew, the next section is Jesus saying, "Now you go out." That same authority I just spent three chapters showing you that I have, I'm giving to you all now to go do. So that's kind of what we're going to do here coming up. And even our summer learning series, our book club this summer, has been about being mission. It's been about how do you have conversations? What? How do you start conversations? When you get into the conversations, what? What do you talk about? What? What is kind of Theology? What is the kind of Protestant theology in a nutshell? How do you talk about that? So, that's been a lot of fun to do this summer. So, that's kind of what we've done so far. It's really been establishing what is being missional. Now, before we go into kind of what we want to do and those nuts and bolts things, we want to prove this in the Bible, right? It can be very easy to talk about these are the kind of practical steps to do, these are, you know, X, Y, and Z that we can do to be missional that can improve this. We want to make sure we don't overlook why we're being missionary. And really, it just all comes to this. This is the last thing Jesus says before he departs. After his resurrection, he's with the disciples, with people for a while, at his ascension, this is what he says. Go and make disciples. Listen, that's basically it, you know, the, the full quote, you know, Go and go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, that note. But out towards, it, it's just these four words go and make disciples. That's it. That's the last thing Jesus told us to do. That is the core of what Jesus wants us to do. What I think interesting is this word disciples. When we hear this now, we come at it with a very kind of Christian lens, right? When we hear disciple, we think of the 12 disciples and, you know, continuing on from there. But remove this word from a Christian context, and it just very simply means a devoted follower of a teacher. And that is very different from a just a student of a teacher, from a hearer, from a, even a learner. As someone who has spent a lot of time teaching people, there is a big difference between just having a student in a class, having someone hear what you're saying, even learn a little bit of what you're saying, And someone who is living into what you're saying. Someone who is emulating the ideas you're teaching. And that's what being a disciple is. It's not just hearing Jesus. It's not just reading Jesus. It's truly understanding and then emulating Jesus. So that's what we're called to do. Go and make disciples. That's really the main reason we have churches. If you think about that kind of right after Jesus ascends to heaven, that kind of blowing up of christianity spreading around it was really to make disciples i have this board game it is terrible but it is so funny Um, how many people have played the board game pandemic or have heard of that got a couple people so in that board game the idea is you know there's viruses and stuff popping up and if they get to certain areas they spread out and you have to try to stop them this board game takes that idea kind of makes it the opposite, and you are the apostles after Jesus trying to get to key cities to spread the gospel out. But it's getting at that idea of the churches were planted and founded to help the gospel spread, to hit key locations. Alright, here we can now train and then send this group out and that group can go out and do things. And we'll go over here, plan over here, and this group will go out and spread. So that's kind of what the kind of foundational idea of a church started it as. That's, so, this church, River Tree, we are part of the larger denomination called Ego. And Ego has a term that it really likes using, and that is finding your next flourishing step. Finding that next step that will allow you to flourish and grow. And so, going along with this, Um, I've been working with eco-church planting coaches since about April or so. Uh, Eco has been very concerned about church plants because 2020 was not kind to church plants. The vast majority of church plants did not make it through the year 2020. Most of the eco-church plants closed. Most of the church plants around the country closed during that time. So, what ECO did was it partnered with the church plant <coughs> that still have remaining to talking about. All right, how can we take what, what we have here and grow it? This is all part of ECO's next flourishing step. Because it really comes to this idea of disciples making disciples. That's what church is about. That's how you flourish. And so, the model we have chosen at Rivertree to kind of utilize in this is this up-in-out model. Who remembers what the up Avenue is about? Can anyone tell me? Our relationship to God. Yeah, absolutely. Our up avenue is our relationship to God. Us and God. Okay, if you want to give a quick, short term, worship. It's more encompassing that, but that's what it's about. It's about our relationship with God. Who remembers the end? Anyone? Our relationship with our church members? Yeah, it's our relationship with each other. It's the in out, our relationship with our church. Sometimes called, we give you know, phrase, community, that internal community. And out. Who can tell me what out is? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, okay. Yeah, out is us with the community. And I realized this morning, as I went through it, I used community there, community there. But you know what I mean? It's our relationship going outward, our relationship with our surrounding community, our friends, our cities, our neighborhoods. I'm gonna use a short-term mission. That's what it's about. And I really like this model. Because one, it hits on this nice triangle idea, you know, that very biblical idea. As a side note, I'm a massive video game person and my favorite video game franchise, is Legend of Zelda, and it took every amount of restraint I have in me to not make this the Triforce, but I figured there would be some weird stuff going on down, so I did, but you should be proud of me. I took a lot of restraint not to do that. But I like this model because it's all about this great balance. If you are weak in any of these areas, everything kind of crumbles and falls apart. Think about it. We could be a church that is amazing enough. Everyone is spending hours and hours a day in this great personal relationship with God. And we could do the greatest community outreach programs ever. We could be doing amazing things in the community. But if we have no in, that's gonna crumble apart. That's gonna fall apart. Because there's that no internal strength. There's not that internal building up going on. Same thing for any of those. If any of those are especially weak, everything kind of falls apart. I'm through. So, what I've been doing with the uh, Equature Planning Consultants is using this guide, using this language, these models that we've been using for a long time and coming up with tangible steps, tangible ways to help us grow in each one of these. Ways that we can kind of check in on, like, all right, how, how is my up doing? How is my in doing? How is my out doing? So we're gonna go through some of these right now. So we'll start with the up. Up is just simply seek Jesus' daily And this is then, it, but it's intentionally big. It. That, that is very much on purpose. Because this will look so different, to everyone. If you are someone who really doesn't spend time with Jesus daily right now, this will look very small. It'll be just a couple minutes. If you're someone, this is part of your daily habit right now. It might be, all right, how can I grow this? And then how the avenues it'll look like will be different. It could be prayer. It could be a morning prayer, an afternoon prayer. It could be something like the daily offices. I've started doing those. I got this book recently. Uh, Phyllis Tickle, The Divine Hours. The daily offices are set-aside times for scripture reading and prayer. Um, so what I've been doing is I've been doing, they have like all of them in there, so like six or seven a day. I'm not doing all of them. I've decided to do two. So I'll do one right when I start my day. She has, you know, um, some prayers, some psalms, some passages, some just good writings to reflect on, and then I'll do one at lunch. Those are just two, you know, four or five minute times you just set aside. Um, what else could it look like? It could be Bible reading. It could be just simply reading your Bible. And that could look differently in Eek too. So like the way I've started getting more Bible reading in is apparently I have the bladder of an 80 year old man because it's at least twice a night, I have to get up to pee. Apparently I drink too much water right before bed, but gotta stay hydrated. And when I get up, it takes a, probably a half hour or so to back to bed. So what I've started doing is I have an audio Bible. So when I get up for my nightly pee, I come back to bed, start that. That's a half hour of Bible. That's a half hour of God's Word I can get. So i trying to turn my terrible old man ladder into a good thing. Yeah, I'm just trying, just trying to get more Bible in that way. There's lots of different ways this could look. This could, be, this could look like meditation. I know a lot of people have found that that's a great way to connect to God. They just sit silently and wait. Like the song we talk about. they just sit and wait for God. It could be listening to podcasts. There's a lot of great sermons available in podcast form. Cheap plug for us, if you ever miss one of sermons here, if you're always on podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find The Roochee Podcast. But there are some amazing sermons you can find out there, amazing materials to help you grow. Um, If you are struggling, looking for ways to continue to seek Jesus daily, uh, come talk to us. There are some amazing books. There are some amazing apps. There are just so so many good resources we can provide you with to help find ways for you to continue your growth in seeking Jesus daily. So that's the up. Our in, I'm gonna scroll, I'm not too excited here. Scroll too far. There we go. In is regular Sunday worship. Being, Being here on Sundays, right? Uh, We'll talk about kind of timing of things and kind of how this might look in a little bit, but the church is really about support and togetherness. You know, 2020 and 2021 highlighting anything, it's we don't really like not being together. We thrive being together. To do that, we kind of have to be together. It's hard to do that when we are separated, and this is our best time to come together, right? On Sunday morning, it's when we all come together as a family. think about it like a fun family reunion we're coming in we're hearing hey what's going on with you this week how did god move in you this week who did you talk to this week that's what it's about coming together for support for encouragement and for encouragement from god coming together to hear god in our midst to praise god together as a family it helps hone us helps encourage us and it helps grow our faith if you recall back this is probably last year when we talk about this. Do you remember when Jesus is getting ready to start his ministry? What is the very, very first thing he does? He calls a couple of people to go with him. He calls a couple of disciples with him immediately. He doesn't start off, they be like, all right, I need to get some momentum, but then I'll get to people. No, nope. it's before things even get started. He's like, no, I need a crew around me. I need a support network. I need a church with me. That just highlights how important being together is. <laughs> Next, serving on a River tree worship, not worship, oh, worship team, oh, maybe, but a Rivertree team. This gives us great possibilities to really have ownership over River tree. to really hold on onto and make it turn it from, well, that's the church I go to, to that's my church. That's a big difference, right? That's the church I go to, is my church allows for so many opportunities to engage with each other. To get encouraged. And, and if you want to know what is pulled directly from our website, these are just some examples of some of the teams we have. So Anna heads up our family and student ministry. We just talked about some of the awesome things that are kicking off this week, next week, coming up soon. So if that's an area you're passionate about, talk to Anna. that would be a great way to get plugged in. the and Jim lead our guest coordination team as a team that works on talking with new people, talking to visitors, facilitating all of that welcoming environment. That's them. Chris, he's our strategic prayer team. This is a team that does a lot They coordinates not only who's coming up here to do family prayer, prayer walks, special prayer events throughout the year, and really just comes together to hold River Tree up in prayer. That really has to be one of the backbone things we do, is pray. So if that is something you're especially passionate about, I'll talk to Chris, Paul, Leads our mission partnership team. One of the things that we are most proud of about Rivertree is in its budget, the percentage that is set aside for missions is abnormally large for churches. And so the mission partnership team is the team that decides kind of where those funds go, which, which one of our local partners, international partners, missionaries, all of that, are these funds are going to go to how are we going to support this amazing work of god locally and internationally well, that's a great team to plug into lauren it's up our worship team and that's not that's not only just coming up here and sing or a play or anything like that she's expanded that to almost a the sunday experience the the food in the back is a great way pulling the trailer the soundboard these are all great ways to kind of connect and get involved um, there's things to do throughout the week. You know, we've kind of started doing these little devotional uh, activities we, we've been doing this month. And she did a, um, what do we call it, worship walk a number of months ago. There's all these great ways that if worship is something you're passionate about, you can find an amazing avenue to get you plugged in. And i uh, teaching in life groups. I'm not going to make anyone come up here and teach, unless you really want to. That would be really fun, but don't, I'm not going to do that. But life groups, that's another one. Participating in a Retreat Life group. Because again, this fosters engagement, family atmospheres, and encouragement that really gets us to start breaking the mold of, these are my Sunday friends, these are my church friends. Dude, these are friends. You're seeing them a couple times a week. If you're living life together really in each other's homes, and I think that's a huge plus to our situation right now. We don't have a building, we rent space. So when we meet during the week, it's in each other's homes. That is an amazing thing to have. That's an amazing gift, to be able to open up homes to each other, to see people, to live with people in their actual space, where they're living life. That creates such an amazing environment. And our, our life groups are where we really, really want the lifeblood of River tree to be. Our life groups have budgets and money to go out and do missional work. Because it's in these smaller life groups that they can adapt very quickly to, hey, my coworker has this thing going on. How, how can we help with that? Or I heard my neighbor needs needs this done. Can, can, can we go do that? These, these life groups are where we want so much of this outward activity to be happening. And so to help facilitate that, the life groups are provided with funds to go do that. So that's, our life groups are so important. We have a, a number of options. We have Thursday night life group. I'm counting our student group as a life group, that Tuesday night group, where, where you get together, that's a life group for our students. And we are working on developing some shorter term life groups. Some short term, maybe family things. Some small term, because I know committing to a long, you know, you're gonna be together for a year or more. That can be intimidating. So we're gonna start coming up with some smaller scale things. Hey, you guys get together for four weeks. Grow together, pot together. We're working on developing ways to make it easier for people to engage with each other at this life group level. so that's the in category. Let's move to out. These ones should be, no surprise. These are ones we've talked about back in January and brought up again. First one, pray for three people by name, David. Praying has to be at the core of absolutely everything we do. If we want it to happen, we need to be praying for it. Nothing can really happen unless we bring it to God continually in prayer, unless it's on our hearts all the time. If you remember, a few weeks ago, did, did I put a slide report? I did. Uh, Jesus told this parable about the harvest, you know, how the, the harvest rich, but the workers are few. And how does it end? Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out workers to gather in the harvest. Pray. And in this case, we are those workers being sent out to gather in the harvest. But it has to start with prayer. And by keeping, by praying for these three people by name, every day, it keeps them on your heart. It keeps you constantly thinking about them. Thinking like, oh, hey, I I should text this person today. I haven't heard from this person in a while. Maybe I'll I'll go visit them, or I'll send them a letter or something. Just keep them on your heart, because that's gonna be an amazing way to develop those relationships. Next, move up one conversational year. We'll start with monthly. Do you remember this slide? Yeah, yeah. In the beginning here, yeah. So when we work out college, we talk about these six years of conversations. And we spent most of our time, so is my flicker back? Oh, my thing died. Oh, okay. We spent most of time talking about these first kind of three to four right here. The casual conversation. That's at surface level. How are you doing? I'm a movie person. So maybe be talking about Star Wars. You know? Talking maybe about how Rise of Skywalker is an abomination to movies and shouldn't be allowed to be a Star Wars movie anymore. You know, that kind of simple surface level stuff like that. And then move into meaningful conversations. That's the next gear. You know, if you're talking about movies, like hey, you know, what why do you like these movies so much? You know, what you know, for me it was. I grew up kind of very lonely, and so when my mom could take time out to watch a movie with me, it was such an important thing, it meant so much to me. It takes me to my grandma, my grandma was always lonely, so when we would get together, she introduced me to Star Wars. It was such an emotional thing, and that's, so I held onto that, it just reminds me of overcoming loneliness. See, it's like, you know, digging a little deeper, finding out a little more, like what, who is this person I'm talking to? And then you can move, up in his spiritual conversations. This is when you're asking kind of spiritual questions. You're letting them talk about their experiences. If we're going to take the Star Wars route, you know, I absolutely love the Darth Vader Anakin army. Because what, what does he want to do? He's His been driving full thing is he wants to be greater than the Force. In Star Wars, the Force is the kind of equivalent allegory of God. He wants to become greater than that. He wants to be the best and really become ascend above it. And because of that, he loses everything. has downfall. You know? What does that sound like? That, that sound like us wanting to ascend to the level of God? So you can work into these kind of conversations. And then the salvation conversation to having that salvation conversation. Talking about Jesus directly in someone's life. So we spent most of our time talking about these first three. Because honestly, these are the most difficult. In my experience, the move from three to four, from spiritual conversation to salvation conversations, is surprisingly easy. For me, it feels like it's easier to go from three to four than two to three. Right? So that's what we're kind of encouraging people to do, is at least once a month, start with that. Try to see if you can bump up a conversation. And bumping up a conversation could be starting one. Starting a new conversation with someone. Starting that casual one. And all of these, these first three, one of the main things you can do is just listen. Most of these first three aren't us talking, just listening. Just listening. What is this person telling me? Because by the time you get to conversations two and three, most people will, whether they realize it, know they're doing it or not, will tell you exactly what they need in their life, will tell you exactly what they're lacking even if they don't realize they're laughing yet. If you're paying attention to what they say, you'll be able to see it very, very obviously. So that's, that's this one, moving up one conversational gear. Lastly, one party a month. Now, we talked about before. the term party might not be the best one, but it's the idea of creating spaces for conversation. Creating safe spaces for conversations. All of this is about the out categories, about going out, having conversations, having salvation conversations, spiritual conversations. The vast majority of people aren't going to just walk up to you randomly and be like, Tell me about Jesus. That's not going to happen. People will open up these conversations only if they think and know that you love them, that you care about them, that you are not just, you know, oh, I'm going to talk to. 200 people today about God, and that's a good day for me. That could be, but what if you were so callous about it, 190 of those people took steps away from God because of what you said? That's not a good day. So these hosting these parties, these avenues, these spaces for safe conversations can be amazing ways to develop relationships. It allows people to trust you. It allows people to see, well, no, no, you're not just talking to me because I'm gonna be the next tip on your, you know, Christian doorboard. You're hanging out with me because you care about me. You love me. That's what, that's how these conversations happen, It's reflecting that love Jesus showed as we talked about in Matthew, that love Jesus highlighted for us. And these, you have to be very intentional about these parts, these avenues. These spaces. Because we're all busy. Right? I've Christine and I were looking at our calendar kind of throughout the rest of the year, and almost every one of our weekends is booked. That doesn't feel okay. But that's just how it is. It's like we just had a game night with some friends that we like, we enjoy, we're friends with. And it took us almost a month and a half to, to work out a time to get that to happen. So we have to be intentional. We can't just assume, yeah, these, these spaces will happen. Like these, I'll, I'll find myself in these spaces to have these conversations. So be intentional. Look at your calendar. Talk with someone. All right, can we schedule a coffee here? That's a perfect environment. If you're an introvert, that might be a great one. If you're a game person, like Christina, I, a game night's a great way to do it. If you're a sports person, going to a Cardinals game, it could be a great way to do it. There's all sorts of things you can do to create spaces for conversation. So that's pretty much it. Now how would this look We're kind of on a schedule system? I'm a, I'm a planner, I like seeing plans. So it would look something like this. On a daily level, it's seeking Jesus. It's praying for people by name. That's our daily habits. The weekly habits, moving up one conversational year. Now if you notice from the last one, I said monthly, weekly. Week, weekly's the goal. Weekly is kind of like, yeah, that, that's where I wanna be. Recognize, it. it'll start small, especially if it's something we haven't done before. we will start small, List the it all. Be able to move up these conversations every week. Being a life group. We know not everyone can go to a life group every week, right, again, like we all know that. That's not what we expect. That should be kind of the goal, to attend a life group as much as possible, be in this kind of community as much as possible. And then on the monthly side of things, Sunday worship feels like a weird one to have on the monthly side, doesn't it? Pre-pandemic, the last survey in the beginning of 2019, the average quote-unquote good church attender was 2.2 Sundays a month. So two Sundays a month was an average to good church attender. That same survey was done at the beginning of this year and it dropped to 1.2 average quote-unquote person that is a regular good church extender is one sunday a month we obviously want to bump that up into the weekly category right but again we recognize no one's going to be at church every single sunday i probably wouldn't want someone to come to church every single sunday not this sunday go on vacation go have fun like that's that's hugely important too but the regular attendance you're feeding people two three times a month That's great, that's awesome. So it's start up monthly again, try to work it into that week, that kind of bridge gap between the monthly and weekly. Being part of the the Remotry team. This one's all about investing in Remotry. Participating, being present. There are all sorts of amazing, kind of easy ways to jump in and and do things. They could be things on a schedule, like they talk about soundboard, Snacks, trailers, prayer teams, student groups, all of that. Those are easy, kind of routine things you can do. Or there's one time things, like yesterday, the Baldwin days. That's a great way to get involved. A great way to kind of be involved in the lifeblood of River Tree. So that's that's what the rough kind of schedule looks like. Now, I know that might look like a lot, might look intimidating, but I promise it's not. It, 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 it's easier than think. So I'm gonna walk through kind of how I've been living this, how I've been kind of working with this. And you kind of just see it ends up being easier than think. I know we're going along, we've a lot of stuff happening, so I'm gonna go fast. I'm gonna go fast. So for me, my kind of daily activity, how I see Jesus daily is, you know, this guy, talk about this guy, let's totally read that. And I also have this box. This box has cards on it. In it is all of your names, and all of the names of people outside of the I'm praying for. So every morning I will go through the divine hours, and then I will open the box, go through a couple cards. This is an easy way for me to stay connected with the Rivertree family, with the people I'm praying for, and with God. that's kind of how I kind of do my daily stuff. The weekly stuff. What did you do? The main thing I've done is I have started kind of doing work outside of my office, right? I have an office at home, and it is very nice. I like my office, but I've really never wanted that no one else to talk to me. So to get outside of it, I'm, I've worked outside. I go to a local kind of restaurant pub, and I work there roughly two hours a week. And that's been a great way to develop relationships. Now, I didn't walk in, you know, the first time and be like, I'm a pastor who wants to, have spiritual conversations with me. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have been allowed back in <laughs> if you wanted to into that. This has been a process for two years, developing relationships, sitting with people, talking about sports, talking about whatever, and then growing into spiritual conversations. Yesterday, of all days, we had three different people who have had conversations with their come to the and talk to them. They're like, wow, this is your church, this is where you are, this is all of that. And again, it's about intentionality. I don't go there with work that I know has to get done. Because the primary goal is, I kind of don't want to do work there. I want to talk with people. I have work to do so I don't just sit there for two hours. So I have stuff I can do, but if I have something that needs to get done, you know, Paul will yell at me if I don't get done that day, um, that's not the day I go. But just doing this has led to some amazing conversations. Some of the absolute best spiritual conversations I've had in the last five, six years have come from people here. Some of the most amazing questions I have heard have come from people that are genuinely interested and curious, but haven't felt comfortable talking to a church person before. And this spills over into some of the party aspects of it. You know, that through this group we've developed, we've grown into a game group. We're starting a fantasy football league there, which, you know, that's three months of people gathering together very regularly together for a long-term thing. That's amazing conversations are going to happen. So that's kind of how I do a lot of the weekly stuff. The life group side is interesting because obviously I'm not in a life group. But I consider my life group, Lauren and so i with them every week. We encourage each other every week doing those things that a life group does. We're doing it together. So for me that's kind of my life group. And then a lot of the other monthly stuff, it's weird for me because I kind of get paid to do it, so I have to be here. But you you, you get the idea, right? Like coming on Sunday morning, participating in things, throwing those parties, those avenues. Now I'm not going through this to be like, wow, look at what Jesse's doing. That's that's good. No, because that's what I'm doing is really nothing. Time-wise, nothing. It's important, it's huge, it's getting these, but it's a couple minutes in the morning, a few minutes in the afternoon, sitting with God, praying, praying for you, waiting, sitting, listening, and it's going and having a beer and nachos once more. And just watching things grow from there. It's having some phone conversations, some Skype, you can tell the way out. Some Zoom conversations. Going, getting coffee. It's small little things that slowly add up. It's really, it's a lot easier than you might think it is. And to help us with this, we have developed these nice, pretty little cards I made here. So on the front side here, it has this exact chart, just in a different color scheme, so pop better here. On the back side is the up and out chart. And yes, I know it's cut off at the bottom, but i had to make font size bigger so you weren't expecting to, to, to read it but... you're not missing anything it's just the bottom of the circles so we have a bunch of these take some of these home with you because i don't know if you know this it's cheaper to print off 100 of these than it is 30. so we got a lot of them but the idea is take this put it up somewhere where you will see it every single day whether that is your bathroom mirror your fridge your bolt of work your monitor at work some place where you see these seven things. To remind you, how am I doing? How am I doing on these seven things? You can have whatever side up you want. You can take two and have both sides up. You can kind of reflect on this side. But right, how am I doing on my up? How am I doing on my in? How am I doing on my out? So these are the things that'll help us take that next flourishing step help us continue to grow, develop relationships, grow into the amazing church that God wants us to be. This is a very important season for retreat. For church plants, years four through six are supremely important. That's when things diverge. That's right where we are. We, this group has been through so much. This group has weathered so much has come out of it amazingly resilient and amazingly strong. And this is how we can take that next flourishing step to continue to grow, to continue to embrace who God has called us to be and how God has put us here. Does that sound like something we can do? Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna come back to these, we're gonna kind of talk about these on Sunday mornings periodically. We're gonna kind of be listening for stories of people doing these and have people come up and, t- and talk about it to encourage us. We're gonna do a uh, little bit of devotionals on them. We really want to keep bringing these up to have us not forget these things, these kind of s- small, simple things we can do to grow. Join as music pray.